Welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast's Six Minute States and our review of day one of this April meeting. I'm Simon Delarue and with me tonight is Chloe Pressland and we've been listening across the uh, debate today. Uh, Chloe, you were listening across to the update statement that came in from Environment and Infrastructure. Uh, anything interesting in there? Yeah, so I'd say that one thing that probably stood out to me was when Deputy Vermeulen put it to Deputy De Summary that um, maybe they aren't under-resourced, which is what Deputy De Summary has said about the committee um, for quite some time. And maybe it's just that they're actually sort of um, not just going ahead with project, projects that really need to be completed, like the Fermain uh, Cliff wall that that collapsed about eight years ago now, I think, and the uh, cow's horn steps, which I think collapsed about three years ago now and he said that maybe there's just a lack of appetite to complete them um which she she had quite an interesting rebuttal she said it's absolutely untrue that they aren't under resourced and that is a a massive part of it but also they can't be prioritizing um non-coastal defenses i mean those are coastal features which was her argument as to why they've taken so long to progress right and i i heard her say during that um exchange that uh, something about the amount of money they're spending per day on coastal defences. I can't remember. For, I think it was something in the region of £15,000. £15,000, yeah, which is, I mean, that's a, a figure that I, a lot higher than what I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, uh, you, you always imagine it's going to be expensive, but when you break it down into cost per day, it, <laughs> it yeah, always yeah. sounds worse when you're looking at these big budgets. Well, there was an update statement as well uh, today from Education, Sport and Culture, and um, and that, that uh, drew some quite interesting uh, um, questions. Uh, as is often the case, there's usually more that comes out of the responses to questions that, than from the uh, actual update statement. And, um, I mean, most of the debate was about education as opposed to sport and culture. Um, but um, one of the things that came out of that uh, that interested me, because we have been pushing about this in the media for a while, is the uh, the publication of the education strategy. The committee have been very clear that from the from, from since the election that the strategy is the overarching uh, most important piece of work even more than the whole reorganization of secondary and post-16 education and um, for a while there we were being told it wasn't going to be published at all but now we understand that the 55 action plans although the number might change by that time will be made public uh, before the state's members go off for their summer holidays or their summer recess I should say they don't call it a holiday um, in August so uh, by the end of July we ought to know um, a bit more detail about what exactly is planned for the education strategy and uh, there were a couple of questions about sport and culture one of which uh, detailed um, the netball interinsular being cancelled recently and uh, deputy simon fairclough asked about that um, i understand our, uh, our colleagues on the sports desk are looking into that for us so uh, look out the next couple of uh, editions in the guernsey press for more detail on that um, then after the update statements we had this rather curious business of a motion to debate a um a appendix report um these don't happen very often but we've had two in uh, two states meetings now um the uh, last debate featured a, a motion to debate a uh island development plan uh, this time it was a motion to debate um the responsible officers report this is a report by the person responsible for appraising all doctors on the island normally it'd go through on the nod uh, but on this occasion deputy gavin st pierre wanted this debated and uh, in giving his reasons as to why 
he had an interest in wanting it to be debated. Uh, he began to spell out uh, some uh, detailed uh, reasons and experiences that his family um, had gone through. And uh, Deputy Bruard, the health and social care president, tried to uh, persuade the bailiff to shut this down. He was allowed to go on speaking for long enough uh, to name uh, a doctor at the centre of some allegations. Uh, we're not going to go into details on this six-minute states on this because uh, there's not enough time and you can read all about it in our edition on uh, the, the, the um, Thursday edition of the Guernsey Press. So plenty of detail on that there. Uh, then after that went on for quite a long time, either side of lunch, they got onto that um, island development plan, Chloe. And what did they have to say about that? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, GP11 is something that always comes out of these of these discussions and that's the affordable housing um, policy, which even though I think I think it's five years that it's been it's been in place now, it hasn't ever come into fruition once. Uh, there's no there's no affordable housing that has been built under that scheme. So that was a big highlight of what people were, were talking about. Um, I know that Deputy John Dyke is currently responsible for. Uh, I think sort of re- reviewing that policy and seeing how feasible it really is, and and his argument that was it it's a complete disaster, uh, which was which was quite interesting. And I know that Deputy Oliver stands by it as she would as the president of her committee, but um, it, from the looks of things and from seeing the reactions of of deputies in there, there was a lot of of disagreement with the use of it and um, Deputy John Dyke also said that it has the opposite effect. Sometimes it doesn't produce affordable housing. Instead, uh, it means that. For, ex- for example, he said that if a developer decides to build 100 houses, 70 of those will go towards his own sort of profiting and the other 30 will have to be allocated as affordable. So he's missing out on money and will therefore rank- ramp up the prices, meaning less affordable housing in some sense, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, it does. And, and it certainly uh, makes sense that they would be talking about it again, because I don't think the GP11 policy is going to disappear from uh, the debating chamber until uh, either uh, they get rid of it or we actually see uh, many affordable homes being built. Although, of course, in fairness to those advocates of the policy, uh, we have now at least seen significant planning applications being uh, placed, uh, which do uh, r- call for and uh, include the uh, the affordable homes that are hopeful. I think it was mentioned as well that there's two quite significant developments in the pipeline. They didn't actually specify what they were and they haven't been passed yet, but they said that even if those did go through and some affordable housing was built, that doesn't necessarily mean that GP11 has been in any way, shape or form a success. Well, they, they did manage uh, to complete that uh, debate and so uh, we moved on to the next subject. So we had just a couple of minutes talking about the anti-tank wall at Lancrest, but we'll hear much more about that uh, when we come back here and the States resumes at 9.30 uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, do come back here to this feed to hear some more details about what is discussed then. They'll also be discussing uh, how we might, as an island, review our response to COVID-19. That will also be... Uh, Uh, an interesting topic for discussion. Uh, So do come back to us then, uh, but for now, that's all from us.